Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer in St. Louis. Hey, uh, I got a great text that just came in here, and it's a terrific question that I'm going to ask our next guest here momentarily. Bob, what happens to P.K. Subban now? That's a good question uh, regarding New Jersey, given that New Jersey's clearly going a, a different direction. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers wrapping up practice. Uh, Oilers in St. Louis. It's going to be a tough game. They're a real good team. No question about that. Reigning Stanley Cup champs and back at it again this year. The second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. You're all in one convenient location. is Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, we will tell you that uh, guests on Oilers now receive gift certificates from our friends at Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South Downtown Northside Insured Park locations. We are going to go to our Oilers Now headliner brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. As we go to our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, pleased to be joined by longtime Washington Capitals analyst Al May. Hi, Al. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back, Bob. How's St. Louis? Uh, not bad. Uh, I mean, we just actually, to be honest with you, uh, it was a snowstorm last night, and Colorado got... Uh, uh, they didn't get out. Uh, we got in. Colorado didn't end up landing until like 5.30 today. So they had some pretty nasty weather here, and that can happen once in a while in St. Louis. Al, uh, you got any nasty weather stories along the way? Well, you know what? One of the things is, and never really too bad as a player, uh, first time I ever had a game canceled, in, I guess twice, once in Portland, Maine, when I was in the American Hockey League. It snowed, I don't know how many feet, but they ended up, actually, they played the game. I got called up, but they played the game. A sold-out game had about 600 people actually show up to it. And then when I was in Washington on a Saturday night, we are supposed to play the New York Islanders, and it snowed so bad that you couldn't play the game. And it was just no one could get to the facility, uh, probably the visiting team included, because the arena used to be in the middle of nowhere. And a couple weeks after that, in Long Island, the glass blew out outside the Nassau County Coliseum, and they had to postpone that game. So nothing really bad. But as far as living in Texas, it be 60 degrees one day and 20 the next, you know, tornadoes are coming. So... You know, that's just been a way of my life since I've lived in Texas. And yesterday I was in Columbus. Caps played there. 
it was in the 30s, and I just landed in uh, Texas for my daughter's birthday, and it's like 55, 60 degrees, and everyone's walking around in shorts. Well, you know what? We were just down in Dallas, as you know, Al, and uh, when we landed Sunday, it was 65. Yesterday, it was about 30. And today it's back up to 55. It's crazy. All right, uh, let's get to some league stuff. Uh, we'll hit on the Caps. Uh, we'll hit on the Eastern Conference. But first, your thoughts on the Taylor Hall trade? Well, you know, I don't know enough about the players they traded for, so I'm assuming they really want a, uh, someone in the draft with, with that pick. But, you know, they I guess they rather than let it drag on, I, I think Taylor's been incredible since he's been there. His attitude is very refreshing. The honesty that he does his interviews with and – you know, you don't hear two sides of it all the time. You just—it's always the same when he speaks. The team backs it up, so I think it's exciting. It's got to be exciting for him to go to an up-and-coming team like Arizona, a team that will make the playoffs, that needs his firepower. He'll be the most legit scorer they have there with Kessel, and, and I think it's going to work out good for Arizona. And I would be shocked, uh, not knowing him like you do, but I would be shocked if he doesn't sign there because they've got a great thing going. They finally got a a real owner, a legit owner with who's got who's got deep pockets if he wants to use them, who has a vision, uh, who doesn't like to fail, who's not just doing it for the ego. And it, it, it's a, it, I think it's a really good opportunity for him and how refreshing to go from the doldrums of living in that part of New Jersey to being able to live in Scottsdale, Arizona, play out there. And that, that's a pretty nice arena they play in. So I, I think it's a, a win for Taylor Hall. And, you know, depending on how these three draft picks or these three uh, other players that came in the trade. I'm, I think Mark was one of those sounds like a tweener, and I've seen him play in the past and wasn't such a big fan. Uh, I, I don't know anything about the other two players other than they're smoking highly up. But it, it's, I think you know, they probably could have got more on that one, but who knows what they were asking for, and they probably just wanted to get it over with so they could actually start to get their team in order and not have to worry about that and answer questions every single day. Yeah, for me, the picks were the big thing. I mean, they got a guaranteed number one, albeit not a top three pick. Uh, and then, you know, a conditional pick, uh, which could be, become a one if Hall re-signs and they win a series. I, I've got Arizona making the playoffs. I think I had them making the playoffs at the start of the year before they got Taylor Hall. So I, I think they're going to make the playoffs. They've got good goaltending. And we're going to, you know what, or get off the pot here with that market as well. That, that arena is out there in Glens, Glendale. A lot of people, it's a difficult trip, as you know, to go from Scottsdale to Glendale at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. It's an incredible amount of traffic that nobody in Western Canada can even relate to. Uh, so we'll see how it goes there. Like, we'll see, all right, you know, is there legit hockey fans there? Because I've been there a lot of nights where 4,000 of the 12,000 fans are Oilers fans, and 3,000 of them have come down for the game. So I'll be intrigued to see uh, how that uh, how that groove's moving forward. You, you know uh, from your end, a guy... I was Go ahead. Say, every team that's ever moved from their fan base, they were selling out their old arena downtown. It was a basketball arena. It wasn't a great. 85, 80, 85 percent of their, their their fan base, their season ticket holders, were from Scottsdale, Arizona. They moved out, and as you said, it's, it has to do with the traffic. And every team that's gone away from their fans, Ottawa got themselves in trouble. It's a hellacious drive after a game, before a game. It, it, it's a real big commitment. That if you don't have a good team, you're not going to be committed to spending the money and, and to taking your time like that so a bad move going out there it's a beautiful facility it's too bad they didn't do that one downtown yeah absolutely uh now the good news for washington is a team like boston didn't get them would you agree on that well i don't know because boston never seems to play the right way against the capitals and i think taylor hall uh as fast as he is i really like i've always liked the way he plays he's high intensity he's full speed unfortunately he's had 
you know, a dozen coaches, and I don't blame him because he was in a lot of bad situations. But I, I think it would probably be better for a guy like that to go to a more, more strategic team. I thought Philadelphia, that would have really set them up for what they need to do because they've got great defensive players on the back end now. You add Niskan and Justin Braun. I thought he would have been a really good piece of the puzzle there. I'm not so sure with the Bruins how, how that would have worked out because, it, 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 you know, who, who knows? Hypothetically, it could have been great, but I, I just felt he had a better fit in other teams. Are you watching a Norris Trophy candidate? Well, he is a candidate. Is Are you watching a, a Norris Trophy lock this year, John Carlson? Well, I mean, you would hope that it's a, a lock. But you know what? I, I'm a big believer in it's got to happen all season long. Uh, you know, he, he certainly should be the favorite, and he should be the only guy people are saying is the number one right now. And as, as his play has continued, it's been consistent. Uh, he's lighting it up offensively. But for us who watch him every single night, He's a stud on defense, in front of the net, in the corners, below the goal line, wherever you want to play it, uh, muscle on the boards. He's got all those attributes, and he shines every night. I don't think, you know, when you talk about all the other guys, they don't do the things that he does defensively. And, you know, they're kind of wild-card offensive guys. This year, everything's going his way offensively, but I've always been impressed with John Carlson, the defenseman. Washington Capitals have the best overall record in the NHL at 24-6-5. Al May, their longtime analyst, joining us. Al, the Caps are 15-3-1 on the road. Why are they so good on the road? You know what? They just play calm and cool, and they, they don't panic. That's one of the things about them. They're not cocky, they're not arrogant, but they don't panic. There's a, there's a sense of sticking to their game, and they, they just... If they get a bunch of penalties in a period, they don't get rattled, not upset. The players who are getting screwed over for, you know, got, not getting any ice time because, you know, they're not on the penalty kill, they're not getting upset. The players who aren't on the power play, because basically that power play there is a, is a minute and a half every time. A minute and a half. Sometimes it goes to full two because it's in the zone the entire time. But the attitude there that everyone un- understands there's a pecking order. And if you want to win, uh, that's the way things are going to be. And I think just because they're treated so well by Ovi, Backstrom, Oshie, uh, John Carlson, they treat their teammates with so much respect. And the coaching staff has done a really good job of communicating to everyone where they stand. And you've got to be ready, whether you're getting four to eight minutes a game, whether you're getting you know eight to 12 minutes, know your role, expect these things to happen, be ready to contribute every night. And if you're the 13th or 14th forward, you know what? Have a great attitude. When you get in, you need to be good because they're not going to treat you like you're a 13th or 14th forward. They're, they're expecting you to do good things. So I, I just look at that on the road and, and the style they have, the, the play that it, it's defense first, but they've got a lot of finish. So that's where the goals are coming from, obviously, in the finish. And, you know, they've got, a, I believe, the highest goals, uh, goals for per game. But it, it's really about, I think, the attitude and the execution. They'll, they'll change what they're doing on the fly, and the players are able to implement it. They, they don't ever work on anything at practice from what I'm watching. They, they just do power play things, but it's nothing out of the box on the power play. It's just a matter of moving the puck around and getting guys doing their stops and starts as the practice penalty killers. But all this is done in the classroom as far as they're concerned. The iPads on the plane last night coming home, they are passing out iPads with describe plays on them to the players you know do this instead of that it's amazing how well they're able to teach these players and the players are able to grasp it they had they did something i forget which game it was but they basically moved ovechkin down to the end line and 
on the power play. And the opposition team had three guys low as a result of that, and it opened up the middle of the ice for one-timers. It was incredible how much they were shading uh, Ovechkin trying to take that shot away. And again, I'm trying to recall who it was that I was seeing the Capitals play, but it was pretty interesting. Why it's amazing that you know he's been doing that for a few years now, but you, you it just happened to be one of the games you caught it in. A lot of times I call it a gimmick penalty kill. If they put someone in shadow Ovechkin, now think of it, they've got four guys. They've got Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Oshie, and John Carlson running the four on three on one side of the ice. Ovi will even back off a little more and just laugh, and that and that'll work. Other times he goes down and, and it brings the the high forward on his side and the defenseman. They both go to him and then John Carlson comes in. With a rocket, remember he won the NHL's hardest shot last season at the All Star Game, and he comes in and he can bury into a one timer from inside the top of the circles, which is not fair. And I'd hate to be one of the guys that takes one of those, but it, it, it's amazing how fluid that power play has become. And then you've got Carlson and Ovechkin will flip flop from the high point to the OB spot in the circle over there. You've got Kuznetsov and and Baxter doing some of the, the Sedin type of things where they're switching and rotating in the corner doing a two-man cycle. So there's so many different looks. And uh, but then you got T.J. Oshie burying goals from inside the slot. And it's, it's a thing of beauty, and I love the fact that it's not as rigid as it used to be because it used to drive me crazy that five guys would stand in their spots and not really do anything different. But the last few years, it, it, it's unbelievable how well they can adapt and how quick they all read off of what the penalty killers are doing. So the Capitals know how to win. They got the best road record in the NHL, the best overall record in the NHL. Who's their toughest comp? You mentioned that they've kind of had Boston's number. Who's their toughest competition in the Eastern Conference? The Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> they, uh, you know what? Two and zero against them, aren't they? Yeah, you know what? They, they play a very similar style to Carolina when it comes down to the X's and O's of it, but they're. They rely more on defense after they get the first goal, where Carolina's trying to smother you all game long, and then they bury you with a lot of odd man rushes and speed. Uh, uh, Columbus does a little bit differently, but the pressure that they have on the defense in, in the forecheck and taking away all the areas to pass to and limiting the ability to make a player-to-player -player pass, uh, that's something Columbus has done really well. But when I, I look at it, you, you've got to think Tampa. But I, don't, I, I still think Tampa plays too soft the game. Caps were there. We were there this past Saturday night. And the Caps, you know, Tampa, they toned it down last year. They were the toughest team in the league the first time the Caps went there. And then the Caps took, went home with them and, and, and just pounded the daylights out of them. Vasilevsky saved, saved them in that game. It was 15 games to 28. And Tampa won 4-3 in overtime. And then the next time Caps went into Tampa, maybe a week later, and just brutalized them and just bullied them and crushed them. I think it was 6-2. to two. Uh, the other day, Tampa was hanging in there. They're getting a lot of penalty calls. Caps did a great job on the penalty kill. But I, I look at that. But I, I still think Carolina gets in the playoffs. They play the Caps. That's a team they've got to figure out how to play against that four check of theirs and, and what they need to do. Last year, by the time they got to Boston, they were softened up. Uh, Boston was able to see where, where the, 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 the dents in their armor were, and they figured out how to move that puck. And I think Boston... Uh, Caps defenseman moved the puck way better than the Boston defenseman. So I think Carolina, if you look at teams that are going to make the playoffs or should be a lock, I think Carolina is still the toughest opponent.
Al, I'm going to leave you with this as we go into our Ashley Fine Floors text line. It comes from Andy, the carpet guy. He says, uh, Bob, Brendan, and Dave and Al, I think Dave Tippett reserves some credit for engaging his team with a smart game plan last night in a lineup that makes this team harder to play against. Tippett struggled along with his team lately, but they appear to be back in their winning ways. And I know you're aware of this, but the Oilers rolled with Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins all centering their own line. You know Dave Tippett pretty well. You're probably not the least bit surprised that, you know, he would tinker, but he would also engage his team. Oh, you know what? He's not a rigid coach when it comes to just being, you know, sticking his head in the stand and doing the same thing over and over and over. He's a thinker. Uh, I, I think he's an innovative coach. He was one of the first guys he used to stick to puck defense. And in L.A. when he was working with Andy Murray before he went to Dallas, and Dallas did an incredible job of it. But he co- he's coaching to what he has on the ice in front of him. He's not one of those coaches that says, no matter what, this is what you're doing. He's, he's an incredibly intelligent human. Uh, he's an, just an unbelievable communicator. And he's passionate about you know people. I think what, what makes... The difference with him and the Oilers is he's honest to every single player. They know where they're standing. If, even if you're the guy that's sitting out every game and you're working the music in the ring, you've got a role. And Tippett makes sure you know your, where your value is, where your importance is, uh, what you should expect. And, and he goes into every game, not just trying to do the same old team. He's going to put a game plan together for every team they play. And, you know, teams go on their weekly cycles or maybe, you know, every couple of, couple of weeks they're in a cycle. They're in a rhythm. And they got a little out of, you know, out of rhythm and out of funk. But he's not just going to sit there and keep losing the same way. He's going to find a way to push buttons. It's, it's great. He's got superstars. He's got those two guys up front and Dreisaitl and McDavid. Uh, and you, you can depend on that because you're not just going to lose by three to two every night because you don't have finish. Now he's got game breakers. And then you add, you know, the other pieces. I, I, I'm a fan of Chase on being a, being a guy that knows his role and, and, and James Neal. You know, he's a guy that does a lot of good things. In my opinion, not just scoring on the power play, excellent four chipper, strong on the wall. And Tip realizes what each player's value and strength is, communicates it to them, and finds a way to make it work within his system. But like I said, he'll adapt to whatever the team they are playing. And then it's just a matter of execution and getting your balances. He's an excellent coach. And in my opinion, he's right up there right now, top five guys for coach of the year. If you're voting today, he's done an incredible job at rallying these guys with a team a lot of people didn't think was going to be able to do anything. Al, we appreciate your time. Merry Christmas, and we'll touch base in the new year, okay? Yep, Merry Christmas, Bob. Take care. That is Al May, longtime Washington Capitals player and broadcaster. Oilers fans and Safeway customers encouraged to bring non-perishable food items to Ford Hall during uh, the final four games in the month of December uh, at Rogers Place, as well as at the skills competition. And uh, you'll be entered to uh, win special prizing as well, which includes an opportunity to attend Oilers uh, practice. There's a lunch uh, with a meet and greet with my broadcast partner, Jack Michaels behind-the-scenes tour at Rogers Place, a loge table for four, a food and beverage credit, and a meet-and-greet with Leon Settle and a signed jersey as well. So again, uh, if you can bring non-perishable items to the next four 
Oilers home games. Edmonton returns. They play St. Louis tomorrow. The team will fly after the game, get home around 3 in the morning on Thursday, uh, and then host Pittsburgh Friday, Montreal Saturday. They got Calgary on the 27th and the Rangers on 31st. Uh, you can be entered into win. 123 in Edmonton will take a timeout. Bob Stoffer joining you from St. Louis, Missouri. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 126 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from St. Louis. This text comes in from an anonymous source. Bob, why do teams travel radio guys? That's a good question. I'll have to look into that. Uh, Again, you can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. To the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at uh, James H. Brown, they'll take care of you. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. And to our injury report, here is Dave Campbell. All right, the Oilers with a couple of uh, injured defensemen. Bob, uh, Matt Benning on NHL injured injured reserve uh, with a head injury defenseman Brandon. Manning dealing with a hand injury. The Blues, they have a slew of injuries. Uh, of course, Vladimir Tarasenko on NHL injured reserve with a shoulder injury suffered in October. Sammy Blay on IR, wrist injury suffered last month. Carl Gunnarsson, defenseman, IR with an upper body injury sustained last week. And forward Ivan Barbashev is day-to-day with an upper body injury. And I mentioned this, Bob, because the Penguins are out west. They're in Calgary tonight to play the Flames. They'll be here in Edmonton on uh, Friday. But Sidney Crosby won't be on the trip. He's still on injured reserve with a core muscle injury sustained back in early November. And to answer the text about uh, why do radio guys travel with the team, um, you know, I've often wondered that myself with the Eskimos. I just never asked my boss that question. There we go. Yeah. Well, uh, you can always have fun with us here on the show. <laughs> another uh, texter says, Bob, another name out of Ottawa that I brought up in the offseason besides Pajot with you in orders now was Anthony DeClaire. He's having a great year. Do you think Ottawa trades him? And what would it take to get him from Oilers GM? If I'm Ottawa, I try to sign Pajo and Declare, but I'm hearing Pajo wants five million dollars per year. Another texter says into the show and says, uh, "Bob, the Dallas Stars played down to the Oilers level last night." Uh, I would assert to you that Dallas had to play their way up to Edmonton's level after the first period. Picked it up uh, from that point on. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Still to come on today's show, this day in Oilers history, and we'll hear from Edmonton Oil Kings general manager, Kurt Hill. This is Oilers Now, live from St. Louis, Missouri. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.